Hey, uh, thanks everybody for joining us again on uh, the uh, United Pool Association podcast. I'm Joe Mishik, and uh, we're doing some fun segments. Last week I was uh, pretty ill, so we weren't able to get a podcast out. So our apologies on that end, but we're happy to be back with you guys this week. Uh, it's just Steve and I this week. We're going to do some uh, fun stories and just kind of keep it light, entertaining, uh, get some information out that we think is very helpful. So throw it over to my buddy Steve. All right. Hello, everyone. I'm Steve Homer, Vice President of the UPA. Um, thank you, Joe. I'm nursing a nasty cold here, so uh, bear with me. Um, today, We're it through the airwaves. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I can breathe on this and no one's going to get sick. That's great. Um, today, we're going to talk about a, a few good topics, but uh, the one we're going to bring up today is, and this happens to all of us who uh, who service swimming pools, is you get to know the client, whether it be commercial or residential. You get to know these people. You see them every week, sometimes twice, three times a week. Big commercials, you see them uh, five, six days a week. So uh, as you go along, you cultivate these relationships as you should as a, as a smart professional. Everybody gets pretty friendly, and I think what what I wanted to bring up today is is we need to know as professionals when to draw the line between being friendly and being friends. Um, I know, I'm sure Joe, you have too. Uh, been invited to people's backyard parties. Hey, Joe, we got a big party yeah. coming. I, I got invited years ago to a guy's wedding, and he's a rich guy marrying a rich girl, and they're having a uh, a steak and lobster. Uh, wedding reception at the uh, Beverly Hills Hotel. You know, the, probably the most expensive <laughs> wedding you can nice. get. He yeah. invited me, and it's like, wow, that would be quite a thing. You know, quite a lavish hotel and everything. But I passed on it <laughs> because you know that's a hard thing too to pass on because uh, besides the friends and the, you know the the relationship that's cultivated, sometimes it's like, man, this is a big event. I can't miss out on this, and you also feel obligated to that customer thinking, I don't want to let them down. Right. But, you, don't, you don't want to insult the guy. Right. So, but uh, I made up some story why I couldn't make it and gave all my uh, sobs why how sorry I felt. <laughs> but, and here's a great example too of, of going to someone's backyard party. You're their friend. Hey, Joe, we love you. We've known you for 20 years. You know, you keep our pool great. You watch our kids grow up. You've mm -hmm. been through three different dogs we've had. Every one of them can't wait to come see you. You got treats for them. We just love you. We want you to come to our party, right? And that's a very that's very nice of people to do that. I mean, you, you gotta, I, I, you gotta appreciate that. So, but what happens? Well, a when lot you of get, times people feel obligated, which is something we should mention. You know, no, a lot of times true. people are, people are going to take what we're saying and be like, "You guys are being kind of uh, assholes." You know, like these people are people <laughs> I've really gotten to know very well. But uh, this yeah, is going to mention why the scenario can backfire on you. So, right. And tell you us think these happening. people are my friends. You know, they care about, we talk about our families, we talk about our vacations, all this stuff. But here's where I think the, I think the line gets drawn. And that is you're in the backyard at their big barbecue, the spa's bubbling away, and everyone's happy. And boom, spa starts getting cold. Heater kicks out, spa gets cold. Now, at that point, are you their friend? Are you their pool man? You will become their <laughs> pool man almost instantly when they say, uh, hey, can you run around the side of the house and see what the hell that's going on with that uh, with that uh, heater back there? Uh, I got a whole bunch of tools in the garage. Here's the key to the side door. Can you just go take care of that? Yeah. And for me, if I was at a friend's house and something didn't work and the guy put me on fixing it, 
like I'm an employee and I would probably just leave. <laughs> so yeah, that's what, one of the reasons I never go to these parties. I've been invited to some great ones over the years. You know, I do some high end houses. I remember I have a customer that bought one of the first uh, flat screens that was over a hundred inches and he's got this killer sound system in his house. It's a massive flat screen. And it was, I wasn't super bold, but it was maybe like a BCS game or something like that. Oh, you got to come. It's right. great. You got to hear my sound system. It's great. I'm sorry. You know what? Uh, my wife's got me doing something else that day. I I really regret this until he finally quit inviting me. He put it to the point <laughs> of, I'm going to tell you when my parties are so you can square the pool away and you're welcome to come to any of them. Oh, great. Thank you very much. I go to none of them. So, right. But I do square away the pool. So, uh, that's, it's that's a very, yeah. Cause it can get very annoying quickly. I mean, especially if you're there, you don't have anything with you. Maybe you brought the family car, so you don't have any tools with you if something were to go wrong. You know, a lot of guys, and I'm sure you are included in this, you know, we all want to be the hero. But when we're kind of off hours, being the hero is maybe not what we wanted to do that day. You know, we didn't want to, you know, well, we're not paid um, when we're going to a party to be on call and, you know, whether whether you run a business, whether you're on call or not, you know, it becomes a very, very tough situation because then, you know, do you bill this client for the work that you did when you're there at their party and you guys are good friends and you've gone to sporting events together and, you know, you've That's, hung out in the in the bar on your off days and, you know, whatever the case is, it becomes a so very funny. tough can, situation. Can you imagine the phone call? The guy goes, you billed me for a service call on Super Bowl Sunday? I go, <laughs> yeah, man. I was over there working on your heater. Well, I thought we were friends. <laughs> well, we yeah. are, but, you know, uh, yeah, you're a stockbroker. Why don't you give me some free stock tips and buys and sells or something? I mean, you're not giving me anything for free. Why am I supposed to give you something for free? And then you just get done that whole that whole list of stuff. You know, like Cole's acting up here. Um, yeah. So I don't know. That's why I, I have a strict rule. And, and and you keep it straight in your head what the difference between being friends and being friendly is. And yeah. we are all friendly. That's part of our job to be friendly with people. But uh, in the end. Definitely, that's definitely one of the dilemmas we face in this industry, which is why we call this segment Pool Dilemmas. What's another pool dilemma that you find, Steve, or that you've run into? Let's oh. mention it that way. You've got a good oh. story on a Oh, okay. Yeah, um, I know. Situation I have a good one. that happened. On, uh, I have a good one on uh, finding a dead dog in a pool. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's a good story. Well, I uh, I got this great account that I've had from day one. Uh, my first day in business, I picked up an account, and uh, I've had it ever since. The guy's a uh, psychiatrist, and his wife has this dress shop in down on Laguna Beach, and. Uh, nicest people in the world just just wonderful people and so uh they rescue dogs they rescue pomeranians and you know they're little puff balls you know like a, they run around the backyard but they're cute little dogs and and so um she calls me on a wednesday night one night and she, one time and she goes uh we're going out of town on friday and we have a rescue dog in the backyard so when you come through the gate take care that you don't <laughs> let the dog out uh, it's like, oh, sure. You know, I kind of pride myself in not letting dogs. I've never let a dog. Sure. I got one dog get out, and I got him back in right, right away. 30 years in the business. Uh, that was, that's a scary situation. I had a dog get out once, and it didn't come back for like an hour, and I was panicking. And, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, Talk about a cool dilemma. 
yeah. the stories I've heard of guys running after dogs. Oh man, that's one of the reasons I keep treats in my pocket too, because I yeah. keep them. Uh, it's a good idea. Bed. So, uh, right. So I go through that gate and I'm looking for the dog. You know, and they said the the little side garage door would be open. So I look in the garage door. I don't see the dog. I there are two dogs are barking and they're all excited to get their their little treats and. So I got out to the backyard and um, I look in the pool and there's a dead dog floating in the pool. I love dogs. Wow. I mean, that is a, that's a sad occurrence when you have a dead yeah. dog in a pool. So I'm like, okay, now what do I do? So I'm looking at this dog in the pool. What are my options here? If I pull the dog out and maybe reality back, snaps very quickly in that moment. Oh, you got that right. Yeah. I mean, do I pull this dog out and put it in a trash bag and take it with me to find a dumpster? Yeah. If I do that, the the, I, the lady's gonna say, "What happened to the dog?" And I'll say, "It was dead." And you let I, it get out. Yeah, I, and she'll say, "No, you let it get out. You're lying to me." Right, Boom, lose the account. It's like, well, I can't do that. Do I do I flop it on the deck? Well, the other dogs are gonna be sniffing at it. They might get sick. Oh. So, so the third option, I'm going. Well, do I uh, do I put it in the trash can? Yeah, this is what these people want to see when they get home: is this rotting corpse of a dog in their trash can. So I'm sitting there thinking, you know, these people were out of town or were they just yeah, out? They were out of town. They weren't coming back till Monday. I'm standing there on Friday. It's the summer. Oh, you know, that thing is yeah. going to cook down in the sun. I mean, what do you do? Thing? I mean, as tragic, sure. as, as tragic as it is, the dog is dead. Nothing you right. can do about that. So I don't know, man. I, I sat down on one of the freaking patio chairs and thought about it for a while and was petting the other dogs. And uh, I mean, there, the other thing you can do is, the last thing I because you can do is you know pour a couple of gallons of chlorine and hit the road and, and lie about it. You, know, you don't want to do that. That's a good customers. point because, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean it's kind of like maybe you uh, go, you know you don't want to have them mad at you for their dog being dead, but it's like oh maybe it drowned after I left. Right. You know you could, you could say and, no. You I, don't want to. Right. Know, I never saw the dog. I must have fallen in after I tough left. Dilemma. You know, now you have plausible deniability, but I mean, Ugh. really, I mean, this is a dilemma. You don't want to get into this kind of crap, your customers. So, yeah, and I, mean, I think a lot doing? of us in, uh, well, a lot of us in good faith would not want to do that either. You know, we no. don't want to turn our, you know, turn our back on that Gosh, kind of no. situation because a lot of us have pets and, you know, we love dogs. Sure. And I mean, when I know people are out of town, I'm the guy out there going, oh, look, the dry cleaning service dropped off their dry cleaning and hung on the front mm -hmm. door. I'm the one that brings it around and puts it on the side of the house or, or puts it in the garage or something. I mean, sure. we're all giving this little extra service to people. So, I mean, I was, I was kind of twisted on it, but, and I'll tell you one thing that did run, run across my mind was pouring a couple of gallons of juice and hitting the road and lying about it. But you know, I just mm -hmm. said, I, I can't do that. I, I mean, I can't lie to my guy. Right. I have had since day one and they've always been good to me, good to me at Christmas and everything. So what I did was I pulled up my phone, which I have every one of my customers' cell phone numbers in, and this is why you do this, get their cell phone numbers. And I called them up and I said, look, I just came in the backyard, uh, tragic to say, but the, your rescue dog fell in the pool and it drowned. And the lady cried and the, the old man got in the phone and he started talking. He goes, yeah, no problem. I go, do you want me to fish them out and you know dispose of them? And the guy said, yeah, do that. My wife will freak out if she sees that when she gets home. Right. Thank you for the call. Thank you for taking care of that. I got an extra hundred bucks in the bill the next time for the guy put it in there just for, for taking care of that. So I guess the moral of the story here is 
get your customers' phones, get a, a phone, uh, cell phone numbers, get them in your phone. So if you do have a problem and they're not around, you can call them and make sure you come out looking good. I came in, I think, I'm, I'm looking at losing the account through no fault of my own when I first see the dog. Yeah. And by the end, I get a bonus. So use you your know, head it, on that stuff. Definitely having the cell phone numbers in your phone is absolutely important. But I think the moral of this story, even bigger than that, is sometimes we need to make sure that understanding very importantly that you know we all run into situations out there almost on a daily basis that a lot of times because we know in our like in our soul we kind of know that we're in that backyard the most a lot of people don't even step foot in their backyard half the time but a lot of times we know that we're the ones that are back there and we almost put the put the guilt on ourselves is like oh my gosh this is my fault when it clearly was never your fault that that dog drowned no. um, because no. you showed up and saw it that way. But a lot of times we take so much pressure like, oh, my gosh, this is going to, you know, I'm going to lose the account. <laughs> this is going to happen to me. And I'll, I think the, I think what I was going to say is the, the biggest thing to take away is just do what's right. You know, just call that customer. Right. Um, exactly I think right. Absolutely. 100% correct. If you didn't have that customer's number knowing that you needed to do the right thing, you'd probably go knock on the neighbor's door to get the number or you would have been finding any which way to call them and let them know because obviously that was a very big dilemma to have to figure out how am I going to handle this. But um, yeah, I've always felt like taking the high road, you know, the road that a lot of guys would have maybe, uh, oh man, I don't want to get the blame for this. So I'm just going to throw in liquid and leave. And, you know, they're obviously going to find the dog when they get home and, I'll just act like it was fluffy and bouncing around the whole time I was there, you know, yeah. which is something that <laughs> you're going to have on your shoulders for telling not the truth, obviously. Um, and that's something right. that you have to deal with. So and taking I, the high road on these situations is I think the key on a lot of this and avoid having any trouble down the road and look, and look at how well it paid off for you. You got a bonus out of it. So Right. I bet and you I didn't think expect that as, to happen. As professionals, I think we have an obligation to our clients to be square with them. Don't lie to them. Don't cheat them. Mm -hmm. Don't do any of that stuff. I mean, if you want to be a successful person in this business, lying and cheating is not going to get you there. So, and a lot of times, too, obviously, the, doing the right thing is usually the hardest thing to do. But it is. And that's, that's what you got to do. So, I don't know. Yeah. So I, I that kind of rolls well into our next story that I was going to talk about too. Oh, cool. Um, which is kind of like doing the right thing, but also knowing, knowing your place at the pool and knowing your place in the, in the industry, uh, knowing where you want to fall when things kind of get a little dicey. Um, your story with the dog was very dicey. <laughs> like, absolutely. I mean, um, I actually know a guy that, uh, tragic to say found a uh, person once and that was tragic it was actually an older older person that had fallen Gosh. and drowned and i mean talk about terrible terrible circumstance every but, cool uh, guy's nightmare yeah complete nightmare i mean not to not to get off topic here real quick but i came around the corner and you know when you walk upon the pool you kind of don't see the bottom at first and when you finally could see the bottom in, in the deep end of the pool. Um, this is at a residential pool. There were a pair of jeans just perfectly laid on the bottom of the pool. 
and you could see the legs before you could see the uh, torso of the jeans. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And talk about your heart skipping a beat like really quickly. Oh. Uh, and they just had fallen in the pool and just laid on the bottom as if you had laid them out on your bed, you know? And all you could see was the legs of the jeans first. And I immediately like jumped and panicked. And then I realized, oh, it's just a pair of jeans. <laughs> but talk about, you know, you know, you see that shape and you see everything going on and you're like, oh my God, I just found something. But thank God it wasn't the real thing. But no, the story that I was going to tell was, um, this happened, uh, gosh, maybe like 10 years ago to me. And it's one of those other pool dilemmas that we can, this, this one we can occasionally run into, obviously finding a dead dog. Nobody ever wants to run into that. This no. one, I feel like almost anybody can find themselves in. And I certainly did when it happened to me. Uh, I got a call. I don't even remember how I got the um, the call to come out and bid a, bid a pool. A new customer um, didn't really know at the time if they. I think before I got out there, if they had a pool guy. Um, I think when I got out there, I had I met the guy. He let me in through the side gate. We were looking at the pool, looking at his backyard, looking at the equipment, talking to him, just kind of getting a feel for you know the situation. Uh, it was in my route. It was very much a pool that I could have taken on right away and probably was ready to. Um, and he, and I said, I, I asked the question, which was a, this is a good question to always ask is, you know, do you have somebody servicing the pool right now? Or, uh, you know, or sure. did you just buy the house? Ask the important questions and try to figure out, you know, why you're there, what's going on. Is it something where the customer is just having to take, you know, need somebody to take care of the pool because they've been doing it themselves? You know, what's the real situation going on? And he goes, oh, no, I got a pool guy. He actually comes today. Hopefully you don't run into him immediately. Like, <laughs> you know, my feelers went up, if you will. Um, and I kind of got a little put off because when I showed up, the pool was immaculate. Um it was very well taken care of. Nothing seemed out of the ordinary. The equipment wasn't falling apart. Um, you know, everything was working. So I kind of got a little bit, and this is where this pool dilemma is one that I immediately was like, okay, why am I here? Like, are you trying to get a better deal? And obviously, I think if you've been in this industry long enough, you don't like um, people that shop you, let alone in this situation, I was the one that was on the reverse side of that. So if you have a client and obviously if you know that they're shopping you, that's not a good feeling to have. Um, no. now I'm on the flip side of that. So the reason the story gets interesting is we're kind of finishing up, hadn't really taken on the pool right away. We were kind of out front of his house and the pool, the pool guy happened to pull up. And got out of his truck, grabbed his carry-all, grabbed his pole, put his net on, and was walking up to the the house up the driveway. And I immediately flipped the table on this uh, customer that uh, the guy was working for. And I said, because here, the, the, the irony was I loosely knew the guy. I didn't know him personally. Um, we had never really talked, but I ran into him at the wholesale house. And I immediately looked at him and I go, I'm not here to take this pool from you. And I looked at the client and I go, 
I am not taking this account from this guy. That pool looks amazing. I don't know what he's charging you, but I think what you're doing here, you need to work out with uh, your pool guy. And he kind of was taken back because I don't know if he had realized that my truck was sitting out front. He kind of was just like, oh my gosh, what's going on? And I just walked away. And I like I was kind of upset because I'm I don't want to be the guy on the flip side of that. And I happen to be the guy that was on the flip side of it in the uh, realm of, you know, being possibly the new pool guy. And I'm not here to take guys' accounts. I know maybe there's guys listening that'd be like, oh, there's no problem in this, but we have to run into uh pool guys and our you know reputation can be very slammed if you will by doing bad practices like this and i view this as a bad practice if you're if you know that you're taking pools from other guys just right from right out from underneath them now granted this was the customer's decision but i knew the guy you know kind of on a loose you know say hi to him at the wholesale house um, i'd seen him before and so Kind of left the situation. Um, I think he ended up talking to the customer. I don't know if he even, you know, kept the account or what happened. But I ended up running into him a couple weeks later at the wholesale house. And he came up and shook my hand and goes, I'm impressed at how you handled that. Because a lot of guys would have just walked away, you know, kind of turned the shoulder on me. And I said, no, I'm not here to, I'm not here to take anybody's accounts that they've worked hard to get. And they've been doing a great job. I didn't see any reason why they needed to fire you. Um, I don't know any of the details, but that's something that they needed to work out. And I certainly wasn't going to be the one coming in and stealing that I, account, if you will. I think you even talked to a, a even a, a bigger idea here too, is, is keeping your reputation up. I mean, as you get going in this business and you get to know people, uh, your reputation is everything. And if, even if you didn't steal the pool, the customer called you out, you made a bid, you got the pool and that guy was out. You still look like a jerk. So I don't know. I'm for, for, you know, accounts come and go. I mean, there's just, there's so many accounts out there. There's no reason to do that to someone else and say, yeah, I know it's your pool, but I'm going to snag it from you anyway, because I got an opportunity to add one more onto my list. Sure. I'm sorry you've got to protect your, your uh, reputation or you just become that guy. I mean, um, there's people out there that, that think nothing is stealing pools or selling you a pool and then coming back and stealing it back and that kind of stuff, yeah. trading a pool to you and then sneaking it back out of you. Those people, we know who they are. And you know, there's probably about one in a hundred guys that'll do that. Most guys won't, but uh, you've got to keep track of your reputation. You don't want to be that guy. Pretty soon, nobody yeah. wants to do anything with you. Nobody wants you in their chapter. Nobody wants to do any business with you. You become kind of a, a pariah at the at the wholesale house i don't know i think you did the right thing there um yeah it's it's kind of an ironic thing that i ran into the guy because you mentioned a good point about our chapters i mean it's a funny thing to be a part of a a, i've I've always thought it's interesting upa or ipsa or any any trade association that we have we're all competitors but at the end of the day we all come together for the better good of what we all do in this industry yeah, and I think that's one of those things where, yeah, we want to keep our own reputation clean. And had I not even ran into that guy that day, it could have been a guy that, you know, maybe sits on the board with me that does that guy's pool. It wasn't like I was going to find out who cleaned the pool. But what if it was somebody that I really knew and really respected? And, you know, the situation was dicey. The guy was kind of sleazy to be shopping me the way that he did. And, 
it didn't have a good feeling. Like it wasn't like the guy was sorry that he did anything wrong. And, um, so in that moment I knew, knew what the decision was to do and it was to kind of protect sure. my fellow pool guy. And, what an uh, awkward situation. You're standing there and up watch this guy. Like, I know you, what are you doing to my account? <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, that's good. But, uh, made a friend out of the deal, you know? So, yeah, some of these things, when you take the high road, things work out well. And I think doing the right thing at the right time is always really crucial. Um, I mean, I know when I started in this business, walking in the backyard just freaked me the fuck out. <laughs> just walking into somebody's backyard and knowing that full good and well that they're paying you to be there. But there's a lot of situations where you just don't want to get yourself into a bad situation or a bad dilemma that you know comes back to bite you. You of know. course, you know, and so. guys that get into this business at first sometimes don't realize that, that, uh, you know, you're going to get to know a lot of people. And here I am down the road, a couple of few decades. And, um, yeah, there's, I'm going to the supply house. I pretty much know 90% of the people in there. <laughs> if I yeah. don't know them by, you know, by sight or by wave or something, something you see on the road. And yeah. You want to keep your nose clean. You don't want to be that jerk. <laughs> yes. There's yeah. plenty of jerks out there. Believe me. Um, so yeah, I definitely avoid that one. <laughs> Taking people's yeah. stuff like that. I don't blame you. So well, hey, we're gonna do another one of these segments, but I wanna just want to say thanks everybody for listening and uh tune into us, follow us. We're on all the podcast channels. Steve, thank you. Good, Good story. Thank you, Joe.